it can be really hard to motivate yourself to get things done. And it can be just as hard to overcome your fears. And while I could tell you some things about that, I know just the person who's a pro at this. Welcome to the Fight for Love podcast, the show where we talk about health, empowerment, and training. And today I'm super excited. I got the one and only Misha Tate for you. So buckle up, it's gonna be great. Welcome, everybody. So a few things before I get this show started. You can watch this entire episode on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Cats, Coffee and Kickboxing. And yeah, that's the most important thing, I think. Um, Next, for all of you who might not know who Misha Tate is, um, I think mainly Europeans or Swiss people might not be so sure. Misha Tate is a professional MMA fighter, mixed martial arts fighter. She is the former Strike Force Bantamweight champion, former Bantamweight champion in the UFC. She retired a couple of years ago, but now she's back for more. And this woman has had an amazing career. And I know her personally. I've known her since 2001. And not only do I really appreciate her as a friend, but I really, really appreciate her as an athlete for all the inspiring things. Everything I learned from her, watching her career, watching her interviews, talking to her over and over again. And um, yeah, I know you're going to love this episode today. You're you're, you're probably, you're definitely going to learn a lot today. And uh, I'm so excited. So let's get into it. Okay, here we are. Bisha, yay. I'm so glad we made it. Thank you I know. for coming. Yeah, better <laughs> late than never. Sorry about I that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about how to overcome your fears, how to motiva- motivate yourself, how to thrive in the process of doing so. Um, a lot to unpack, but yeah. um, I thought who would be better to talk about these things than you? So here we are. So motivating yourself. Um, I think for me, a big part of staying motivated is keeping it in the, like in my face, what, what I want, you know, cause like when it's out yeah. of sight, out of <clears throat> mind, you can, you can forget about it easily. So sometimes it's just a matter of reminding myself each day, you know, why it is that I'm doing what I'm doing, not just going through the motions. And um, writing it down is great. Also, Um, I'm a really busy mom of two. So I understand that sometimes it's not, you know, it's not you don't make yourself the focus at all times. But sometimes you should make yourself the focus. And um, so I don't necessarily write everything down at, at all times to the goals that I want to accomplish, but I do remind myself of those goals on a regular basis and having my plan for the day before I start the day, whether that yeah. means that oh, yeah. 
more because if for instance let's say you know you want to lose 10 pounds or you want to get in better shape or whatever it is that your goal is if you don't make you the planned time that you're going to work out the day before or kind of have an idea that the next day is is like not a cheat meal day like we are going to stick to the diet like you have to plant that seed in your mind ahead of time because if you're trying to cross all those bridges when you get there and you didn't plan it out then it's kind of like your mind hasn't wrapped itself around that yet and you're more liable to break so it's like focus first and know where you're going and exactly. kind of focus make your game plan and then yeah, kind of yeah. know where you're going. And yeah. I kind of know, I kind of do this on a day, day by day basis. So it's kind of every night after the kids <laughs> go to bed, I kind of sit down and I'll put in my calendar, um, what I'm doing the next day at what times I try to make a schedule for myself and, and to just know that, okay, I'm going to train at this time. And I've already allotted that time for it. That's the time I'm going to do it. And that there's no negotiating anymore like you know yeah. you can have those conversations yeah. with yourself oh yeah like negotiate with yourself like oh, I don't know like should I today I don't know yeah. it's three o'clock my it's muscles are time. sore yeah but I don't want to after I eat or you know my nose itches whatever you always the whole day stuff. went by and I you know I still haven't worked out I mean I had it on my list but I don't know now it's already so late and I have I have this mm-hmm. glass of wine which I'd like to have with dinner I don't like to work out after I have wine you know and all the excuses start to you don't I, you know, I know wine or whatever so they start to build up but if you make your plan you know what time you're going to do it you're ready to conquer the day as soon as you wake up you know what the plan is I think you're more likely to hit those marks so I think that's a big part of not just getting motivated but how to stay consistent about that because motivation is is only a part of it you know a lot of times people feel motivated like oh, I'm so motivated to do this but what about on the days that you're not motivated to do it exactly that is gonna happen you know motivation is just a small part of it motivation so, is just a fleeting feeling you if you can feel motivated at one moment and totally not motivated at the next moment that's called being human so it's about consistency more than it is about quote-unquote motivation yeah I like how how you say like you're not negotiating with yourself even on your bad days because you just wrote it down so you're gonna do it yeah and um do you like are you cast coming are you a fan of uh, vision boards at all you know vision I boards do, i think them? vision boards are great i haven't done one in a really long time i'll be completely honest i haven't but i think they are fantastic especially when you can put something in front of you and you have put time into something that can remind you of your goals. Some people are visual learners too. And like, they like to be able to see that every single day. You know, I've been somebody who's taped quotes onto my mirrors. I've, I use whiteboards a lot. So, you know, the vision board, I know there's a lot more um, that goes into that, like clippings and, you know, kind of whatever it is that makes it Mm -hmm. uniquely yours. I'm kind of a little more (laughs) on the fly and I, a little more systematic in that I just usually write it, write it down on a, a whiteboard. And I race each day or I check things off as I go. Yeah. I do like to be able to check things off. So checklists for I cross me. Cross them very, out. It feels so good. It's like, you're gone. Yeah. The I know. Are really, really rewarding. So yeah. I do like a good checklist. Um, yeah. Cool. That's actually what I put down too. I put down some ideas of mine. Um, one was uh, focus on your goal, which is pretty much what you just covered. Um, yeah. How do you feel about 
what I also put down is like love the process, like kind of fall in love with the process, which is really hard to do sometimes. But do you have any thoughts on that or? Well, explain to me what you mean by fall in love with the process. I mean, what you actually what you just said, it's like, um, sometimes when you let's say you work out because you, I don't know, want to get big, big upper arms, and you kind of start working out and you're like, uh, I don't see a difference. And what does it even help and blah, blah, right. blah, because usually it takes time. And yeah. most people like me included, I'm not the most patient person. I just know I have to stick with it. And that comes yeah. down to what you just said. You're not always motivated. And on the bad days, um, I feel like it can help people to just kind of fall in love with, with the process in the sense of um, feeling how your muscles move and kind of loving the feeling of having a body that's capable of, moving and even feeling pain the good and bad and everything that comes with it and just um the fascination of movement itself to kind of focus on that instead of focusing on the results that are not here yet because if you're always in the present and kind of work with the process the results will come anyways right that's how i see it I heard a quote the other day. I think I think it was from a Disney movie, maybe Panda, the Panda movie. And the Panda, old, old turtle, yeah, said. <laughs> but I think I've heard this quote before, so it's not like you know something way out of left for. But it just resonated with me so much so that I reposted it. But it said um, that the yesterday, it, the past is history. Tomorrow oh, yeah. is the mystery. Like we don't know, and right now is a gift that's why it's called the present and yeah, I was like that is, so, that is so true so I think what you're what you're saying is being in the moment and enjoying the moment for the moment not necessarily the mystery yeah. of what comes tomorrow and where are these results and what's going on and yeah it's so easy to get tied to results and when you are tied to only results you're more likely to fail yeah Let's say you start a diet and you you want to lose 30 pounds. You know, it's going to take some time, at least, you know, at least a few months, usually, I mean, depending on your size and your individual, you know, that's, but it's going to take time. Let's just put it that way. It's not going to happen overnight. But when you first start your diet and you make all these big changes, you might drop the first 10, like bang, you might drop that in the first couple of weeks and be like, oh, I love it. Every day I get on the scale and I'm a pound lighter and it's great. And pretty soon you're going to hit a point where your body starts getting used to the changes you've made and it's going to slow down in letting that weight go and you're going to start to feel demotivated and you're going to start to, you know, if you're, if you're only focused on that goal of like, I've got to hit that weight and if I'm not moving towards that weight every single day, then you're setting yourself up for feeling like a failure. Where if you're sitting, if you're remembering, I'm going to do this regardless. And maybe that means that you need to not get on the scale for a week. You know, if it's Mm -hmm. frustrating to you, just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, the results will come. If you just get used to enjoying the things like feeling more capable, noticing that when you go up the stairs, that you're not as winded as you were before noticing that your pants are fitting a little bit more comfortable, regardless of what the scale says, because we got to remember muscle weighs more than fat. 
um, you know, feeling like, Oh, when I, you know, when I carry my son around now, I can do it for much longer. I'm a lot stronger than I used to be. I can carry all the groceries in from the car now. Like I'm so much more capable, like just feeling, um, stronger and like a more capable person is a reward. And you don't need to just get tied to a number on a scale. You don't need to just get tied yeah, to an end goal. You should appreciate the little things that you're noticing about yourself. But if you're so such blinder, if you're putting blinders on and you're like, only that's the only thing that matters, then you're going to miss out on all these other rewards that you're gaining from whatever this new process is that you're doing. And obviously weight loss is the great analogy. It's really easy to use, but I definitely think that this applies. Um, even if you're going to school, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, even if you're, you know, you're making new relationships, you have things that you're gaining knowledge that you're gaining. And yeah, okay, so it's one year down, you have three more to go. And you're like, when is this ever going to end? But you just put one foot in front of the other, you keep going, and eventually you'll get there. But you are accomplishing goals along the way. I mean, you are doing things, putting your foot towards that goal every single day. So I, I, I agree that you've got to enjoy the process and look at more than just the end result. So have you ever had trouble hitting weight? And then just kind of trying to or has tried to bring your mind back to the present from like worrying oh, what's going to happen if I if I don't hit it and just kind of focusing like coming back for a fight. I mean, oh, yeah, for weighing in for a fight. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you're watching this and you don't know, that's what I do for a living. I'm a professional athlete. I fight exactly. for the UFC. We skipped that part. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's because we know each other so well. You I know. know. <laughs> like, oh, everybody. Well, knows. I even I, I even. um. I Wikipedia you, so oh, <laughs> to I, you properly introduce you. I haven't, I haven't fact checked my own Wikipedia, so I don't know even how. Oh, I so let me read it to you then. Oh, <laughs> okay. Misha Theresa Tate, uh, born August eighteenth, nineteen eighty six. Right, He's an American mixed martial artist. He is a former strike force women's bantamweight weight did champion. Did you say he? She. Oh, she. okay. I said she. <laughs> Well, that part's wrong. <laughs> okay, Wikipedia, watch out. Um, and competes in the Ultimate Fighting Championship UFC, where she is a former UFC Women's Bantamweight Champion. Tate was the VP, Vice President, right? For one yeah. championship. Correct. As of December 20th, 2021, she is number eight in the UFC Women's Bantamweight rankings. Mm -hmm. That's the introduction. There you go. And... Yeah. Oh, okay. So you probably put that in front of this. Uh, I got it. I got you. Never mind. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, um, hitting weight. I have absolutely had trouble hitting weight. Um, but that's a bit of a unique situation where I knew that everything that I was doing was correct, and I still was not dropping the weight. And I found out that I had that I have hypothyroidism. Oh. So even though I was doing everything, you know, perfect, my body just wasn't able to give me what I needed. Uh, so I didn't realize that I was suffering from that. But um, so I did have trouble a couple of times. And that was really difficult. It was really frustrating. But um, I just tried to stay the course the best that I could anyways. But then when you yeah. get to that point where you're like, I'm really for an extended period of time. I mean, I'm doing this so hard, so well, so diligently, and I'm not seeing. Then sometimes it's time to see a doctor and ju and just check you yeah. out. So hyperthyroidism. Wrong. That's like, is your body like um, doing too much, or is it too not? little? 
basically Little. my metabolism was. What's it called? Hyper then? Isn't it hyper? Did I say? I said hypo. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hypo, yeah. Slow. Oh, Hypothyroidism. Okay. So it was oh. really functioning uh, really slow and yeah. not doing what it was supposed to be doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, so you taking care of that? You're going to go 125, right? Yeah, I'm taking care of that and I'm moving down a weight class and that's going to require a lot of diligence too, because I don't have yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of body fat, even when I make 135. So we're actually going to have to remove some overall mass. Like I don't have quite enough fat to make that, uh, that drop, but we're going to do it. You know, it's, it's a matter of, uh, keeping the muscle that is most important and, and most functional. Cause sometimes oh, yeah. we, we put on muscle, our body just kind of put on muscle that's that's there if we need it, but it's not our primary use or focus. And that muscle requires oxygen and it requires a lot when we get into a, like a high paced situation. So we're just going to work on removing the one that's not so not like as important, essentially. Like, oh, my God, I could have a whole other conversation about that with you. <laughs> We, we need to have that sometime. Not every so muscle interested. in your body is entirely functional at, at its, at, you know, at, at its peak. So we're really targeting that. Uh, yeah. You know, That's to, so cool. That's peak awesome. muscle and get rid of that. Yeah. It's like, it's like the concept. I was looking at it. Like, like that. I'm going to close it really quick. That's maybe a little bit better. Yeah. So um, if you look at, bodybuilders you know that they're, they're some of the most muscular physically impressive if you will uh people but they don't um they're not functionally strong typically yeah. kind yeah. of like a, a bloated muscle and you'd think that they would be but they're not it's yeah. actually sure. you know people winning strongman competitions it's like that those are people are that are functionally strong they're know? just Probably. huge like overall yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but like if you look at um jim is it jim is it Gym people, no, not gym people. Gymnasists, do, am I saying that right? No, gymnasts. You know gymnasts, thank you. Yeah. Or like yeah. people doing like the um, American Ninja Warrior thing stuff, like the the strength they have. They're usually like really small people, but yeah. their muscle, the muscle just knows how to work together. Yeah. You know, like exactly freaking insane. Like they're so small, and when you see them, you're like, oh, okay. But they're pound so for pound, strong. Their strength is insane, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to just switch gears a little bit. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts on how to overcome your fears? Have you ever been scared, quote unquote scared before you went into the ring or into the octagon or? Sure. I mean, fighters have fear. I just think that it's different than what most people would think it is. You know, most people, when I get the reaction of they would be afraid to fight, it's because they're afraid to get hit. Like they're afraid to get hit. There's not the fear that I have. You know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to get hit. It's what I've chosen to do for a living. And I'm quite used to it actually. And so I don't fear getting hit. I don't really fear injury. These are not the things that I'm concerned about when I fight. I fear not living to my potential, not giving my, my very best in there for, for whatever reason. And it can happen on multiple, you know, just that you, maybe you got knocked out really fast and you're like, dang it. I didn't even get to show anything. Uh You know, that's a, that's a fear. 
Um, maybe you, you get caught in a submission and you're like, ah, oh, again, you know, it's so fast. I just didn't get a showing thing. It goes caught off guard. That sucks. Um, the fear of letting the people around you down. I mean, that's a big one too. It's just like, so oh, many yeah. people really believe in you and they've put so much work into you and you really want to give them back. You know, you want to give back with a victory, say like, this was, this was all worth it. You guys, I won. So those are the things that can make you feel anxious before a fight, or at least for myself, that's the, that that's my situation. So how do you work through that? If these thoughts come, do you have like, is there a technique you use or some special, I don't know, meditation, whatever. Is there anything in your toolbox that you say like has helped you a lot with that or is it just an overall thing? I remind myself that uh, there's only so much that I can control. And really all that I can control is me, my mind, and the way that I look or express in it, look at a situation or express in a situation. So I remind myself, I don't want to make this something that I don't enjoy because that takes the whole fun out of it. Obviously I enjoy this far more than I don't enjoy it and understanding and realizing that there is an assumed risk in what I do and understanding and realizing that the people who are around me, yes, they would be there to celebrate with me in a victory, but they'll also be there, you know, to lean, lean my head on in a loss, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think it's important that to know that the people that you've surrounded <clears throat> yourself with are going to love and support you regardless. Yeah. It's nice to bring home a win, but they'll be there either way. Yeah. And That's so basically funny. I just simplify I, you know, when those thoughts come into my mind, I work my best to not allow them to enter. But when they do, uh, I have answers for them, you know, and I, I have conversations with myself and I'm like, oh, what if, you know, what if I lose? I'm like, well, there's nothing that more that you could do. So you do, do you sometimes do like a worst case scenario, like to calm yourself down, you know, like worst case is this and this and this, and then you kind of realize, oh, it's not even, it wouldn't even be like super bad if that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely do. I, I think that worst case scenario, if you have, if you have done the things to set yourself up, if you're, if you're generally a good person, if you have good people around you, if you have good karma your way, like those, those, that's going to feel like a security blanket. Just remembering that, Hey, if, if, if it doesn't work out, I'm still like, I'm still able to be successful I just need more time or a, a different route. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. people who are going to be there to support me. Some yeah, people might not feel as good with that secure, that worst case scenario though, because to them that worst case is like the end of the world. But I think that you just aren't having the right perspective. And maybe you haven't gained enough perspective to realize that failure is just an uh, inevitable part of success. Yeah. Failure is the biggest component of success because you, without the failure, you don't have perspective. So if you haven't failed a lot in life, you might be really scared to fail. But once you've failed a lot, which I think the most successful people in life have failed a ton because they're risk takers. So they're constantly taking risks because that's the only way that you really accomplish success is to take risk. So if you're not willing to risk things, if you're not willing to fail, then you'll probably live a very complacent life. And if you're happy with that, then great. But if you really want to go for dreams and, and goals and 
you know, be, be your version of great, then just be prepared to fail. And you you have to have that mindset that I can build it again. That's always my mindset that I can build it again. Worst case scenario, I'm going to use the house's analogy, house burns down to the ground. Do I have the tools to build it again? And through my life experiences for my uh, analogy of a house, I have the tools to build it again. I can always build myself from the ground up because I know that I'm a strong person. And if the whole thing burns to the ground, I can build it again. That's awesome. So what would you say, like, don't you think at the end or in the end, it just comes down to self-love and self-worth and especially for people who might not yet be used to getting and kind of out of their comfort zone or just doing new things that feel feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Self-love is really important. It's um, self-appreciation is really important. Um, I think, you know, it's easy to say too that, you know, just love yourself, just love yourself. But if you're, if you're, your path in your mindset gets you down to, I don't love or appreciate this of myself. And that's where you're focused. And that might be how you consume yourself with a feeling. So it's all about where you allow the path of your thought processes on a regular, continuous, consistent basis to end up. That's how you're going to feel about yourself in, in situations. So it's like, For instance, if I, if I have a a cheat meal or a cheat day, some people are so obsessed when we talked about earlier about the goal and they're like, I failed at the goal today. I am a failure. And they, they carry that with them themselves the next day. Like, but I failed on that. I just, ugh. and they're so down on themselves for having a cheat meal or having a cheat day, but it's like, we're human. Right. I like if I'm going to have a cheat meal or a cheat day, I am going to enjoy it. And I refuse to guilt myself about it at all, because I know that majority of the time I'm very consistent and I stick to the plan and I'm disciplined and I'm diligent. So when I have that moment of just needing to be human, I allow myself that I allow myself that uh, moment to just be a human and not guilt myself because that defeats the purpose. If you're going to, if you want to splurge, if you want to enjoy something or whatever it is to guilt yourself through the enjoyment, you've defeated the purpose. Just enjoy the moment. Just be a human being. We're not perfect. And the scale at the end of the day is, is not your enemy. It's your friend. And okay. So we had a human moment. Enjoy that moment. And then the Cheetos. Yeah. Eat your Cheetos, whatever it is, or maybe you right. planning on having that moment. You know, I'm going to go for yeah. 30 days and then I'm going to have that moment. I'm going to go eat at my yeah. favorite restaurant. I'm going to enjoy this. Enjoy that. It's so important that yeah. you take the moments to not, and not feel guilty about it. Don't completely restrict yourself and not have any joy in exactly, eating and whatever fun. you do. Yeah. That's not fun either. Sure. Unless you're so, somebody like David Goggins, who's a nutball. But oh my God. Have you heard, have you read his book? Honest. So oh I don't know. my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just listening to it. Like, for me. I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm too, I'm too human for that. Um, yeah. I'm pretty driven, but I, I like, 
enjoy life but that but he does truthfully enjoy that or seems to to be to enjoy being it's just his thing yeah yeah Yeah. but and it's insane like what the human mind is capable of he really like does a good job showing that yeah Yeah. so hey if that's what he really likes to do then great right me over here i'm gonna work hard when i need to work hard and i'm gonna enjoy life when i need to enjoy life yeah yeah i feel that (laughs) i feel that so um yeah, about the overcoming your fears part. I feel like, I don't know if you've noticed that or if that might be different in the United States. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Misha is in California right now. I'm in Zurich, Switzerland. So um, I feel like people here or in Europe or maybe in Switzerland, I don't know. But uh, like a lot of women are a little fearful about going getting into martial arts. Like they step into a gym maybe and it's all guys and everybody's like oh we're so hardcore even if they're not like they're really nice guys but at the first first sight it kind of seems like that and I always feel like women are generally a little too I don't want to say scared but like intimidated by that yeah it hasn't exactly do you do you have any thoughts on that yeah I do I think if you want if you're curious about trying martial arts you have to get used to being a little bit vulnerable at times in life feeling and not allowing that to suppress your ultimate goal. It's okay to feel a little bit intimidated. It's okay to feel a little bit afraid. It's okay to feel a little bit hesitant. It's okay to be a little bit scared. What's not okay is to stop, let that conquer you to let it stop you from accomplishing the goal. So let's use a roller coaster. For example, I don't love roller coasters, but if it's like, I'm going on the roller coaster. I'm getting up. I'm going, I'm going to the fair and I'm going to go on that roller coaster, even though I'm scared. I have my heart. I'm like, I'm like, do I have to like, nobody's keeping accountability on me. It's like using that as an analogy, but it's like, okay, I'm not going to let my fear suppress what my desire is. You know, if I want to go and say I did this for whatever reason, or I just want to try to just want to be able to tell people that I went on that ride, I'm going to go and do it. You have to have that same approach when it comes to getting into the gym or getting into martial arts. Like people are, everyone in that gym had a first day too. You got to remember that. Everyone remembers what their first day was like, and nobody was great on their first day. That's what I keep telling people, you know, like I've been there, you know, it's always like Ison had a first day in boxing and got his ass kicked. I had a first day in martial arts and got my butt kicked. I mean, all the greatest. (laughs) You know, LeBron James had his first day in basketball and was no good. Like everybody (laughs) had to start somewhere. So the most successful people just were willing to get out of their comfort zone. And that's really, I think, a big part of success. I think even if it's small steps, right? Like for, for, even if you're not used to it and you just take, like, you you take a peek, you go back. Yeah. Maybe then you go further each time. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe you just say, you know what, I'm going to do it one time. I'm going to try it because sometimes that step, like you've been taking the small steps and now you're just like, your steps are like so small that you're really not moving. You're like, it's like, like, no, you're, you're either going in the door or you're not, you can't take it. Right. Right. True. So they get there and then they're kind of like, but the next step is too big. I've been taking these little tiny ones, but the next one's a really big one. And I can only, I'm scared to take the big step. (laughs) like just right, right. okay yeah okay. I think it depends on the person too but um yeah. yeah but there gets to a point where 
you can take all the steps to get there, but you've got to take the leap of faith. Like you've got to take the leap. Like sometimes you get, and you can't take any more baby steps because you are at the door. You either go in or you turn around and you get back in your car and you go home. Like, so, so you, there ha- there comes a point where you can take all those to get there. But once how you're there, you, you have to take a leap of faith. You got to just do it. Yeah. How, how do you get you? I'm, I'm curious what you're going to say. How do you, how do you get used to being hit in the face? Um, get hit in the face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you said that. Yeah, okay. pretty much. I'm like, that's, that's really it. That's right. That's the only right. Way. Yeah. But You'd be so surprised when you, if you, when you start doing martial arts and that doesn't mean that you have to go into a class where you have to get hit in the face. Right. There's tons of different classes. There's cardio kickboxing. You know, if you find the right place, there's jujitsu, but I promise you, if you try martial arts that you will gain a sense of self-confidence and self-worth that you didn't, that you didn't have before, at least in that department or that area it's that's why it's rewarding that's why people do it that's why people keep coming back to do it and particularly women every woman I've ever talked to if I ask her a question about martial arts and how she feels before and after she's going to tell you I feel so much more empowered I feel so much stronger I feel so much better about myself that is a gift that you should give to yourself yeah that is a gift that every woman should have in her in her ability um, her confidence, her just, you know, her overall being and self-worth. Those are the things that help you develop and, and have self-love. It's not always yeah. just like, just love yourself. It's like, well, you got to take steps to build a foundation where you see yourself and you believe in yourself as valuable and capable, what you can do and right. how you leave your life, how you lead your life in how you're really going to feel about yourself the other, the ultimately, because if you keep having an interest and you go to the door of the gym every day, and then you go home every day, you're going to kind of feel like, but I didn't quite get do it. I didn't do it. I didn't, you know, so just do it. Just put those. It's not going to be as bad as you think. Like you're overthinking it. Yeah. My, my favorite quote is actually, um, what, how does it go? Um, it's, um, the way to success is to focus your conscious mind on uh, things you desire, not things you fear. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. I really yeah. love that one. It's just like kind of, yeah, that's, it's just summing up what you say. That's so. exactly what I do when I, you're talking about fear of fights and stuff. Yeah. I focus my mind on the things I can control, not the things yeah. that I can't. I mean, those thoughts yeah. creep in. What if I get knocked out? What if I, hey. what yeah, if I, sure. what if I, they're going to creep in because I, people but like I said I already have my answers for those so I push those thoughts out really quick yeah Uh, I mean you 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 got hit in the face plenty of times and broken your nose and stuff like I I just got um in summer I had my ligaments um ripped or torn I don't know which one like three of them in a sparring session and uh it was really shitty but um also it's it's what you say like I, I think especially after injuries it's just like how how are you going to deal with those fears? Like the fears, or for me, the fear came of like, what if it's going to happen again? It's going to suck so bad, you know, and you still feel, you still have like that pain memory. I don't know if that's a thing, but for me, it is like that memory of the pain. Like even when I fell flat on my face, no warning, remember, I, I still oh. have that feeling and yeah. um, my body kind of remembers the pain. Yeah. And I have that in my foot as well, but it's exactly what you say. Like when I'm scared to, to do a sparring session and it's just like, 
well, you know, just go through through with it and it'll it'll get better, you know. That's yeah. how I feel. But sometimes it's hard, but it's just exactly what you say, right? You just have to yeah. remind yourself, um, where do you want to go and and do you really want that to stand in your way? I think that's sure. Uh, and really and, and and I don't want um because Tanya and I are both kind of extremists. In a way, I mean, we were the good way, the good you were you were you were snowboarding backwards down a <laughs> down a hill with a video down a was like a double black diamond. I mean, that shit was like I don't know. It was like I'm invincible. <laughs> yeah, trying to videotape Johnny and I. So it's like, yeah, she were she's definitely used to taking a lot of risk, and she caught an edge and went straight down on her face, chipped her tooth, but she was fine. And then and then when. <laughs> And then when it comes to injuries and in, in fighting and training and things like that, I mean, the more risk you take, you know, you're actually full on sparring with guys and, and women, and you've even had a fight, you know, I'm doing the same thing with the best in the world. So yeah, sometimes injuries are there, but there's levels to it. Doesn't yeah. mean that if you get into martial arts or something else that oh, yeah. crazy yeah. injury is going to happen to you, just keep in mind that there, you can definitely keep it at levels, but what, what has happened to Tanya and I, I think about what don't want to put words in your mouth, but that our love for this has overcome even that. That's how much the sport has given to us. True. I never thought I would be capable of even like stepping into a ring or even though I've only like done it once in a big setting, you know, and the other were just like little fun fights, but still I never, I used to think I would never be able to even do a sparring session or whatever, you know, and that's uh, addicting, so isn't it? It, it is. Like once you conquer like, that feeling or that fear, it's just, I want more. <laughs> yeah, it's so rewarding to the point yeah. where you could wrap your mind around that it's worth those injuries. That's how amazing yeah. it is when you get people in that don't, People don't always get that. I know like my dad, he was like, so you're going to fight? You're going to like punch people? Like who does that? That's, I'm, I was like so proud. You know, I'm going to do a fight. I'm so happy. And he was like, so you're going to punch people. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's even hard if people around you are like, or people are like, oh, I'm not watching you fight. I can't see you get hurt. Oh, yeah. It's really cute. But it's like, oh, please, come on. But um, yeah, in, in the end, you do it for yourself. And uh, I think that's something I had to learn also. I'm still learning, actually, not to get approval from the outside, but for myself. Yep. Yeah. And that's difficult, too, because I think yeah. we're, we're raised, you know, as little kids, you know, we have like mommy and daddy there. Yay. So we learn that outside approval is, is really important. It's, it's, you know, that's how we grow up is like our support system around us. Right. And people giving us feedback on how we're, we are developing as children. So most people watching this are probably going to be from Switzerland. And um, I don't know if you guys know, but Misha's grandma was actually from Switzerland. She was Swiss. She came to the United States when she was four years old, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Misha speaks Swiss. Oh, gosh. I would not say that. I wouldn't, no, I that. I wouldn't go that far. No, I know. But, um, Swiss. What? And I know some some words in Swiss. What, what do you remember? Is that, except for Hoshot. Yeah, I was going to say that one. Um, I know. Well, my grandma had a much different accent than you two. You sound yeah, kind she of to me. Like you don't have like a like a heavy like like that. No, I don't. I don't. Very very soft. 
But, um, oh, what did my grandma always used to say? Uh, oh, she used to go, Jesus on the Mari. She used to say the whole time, which is like, like, Jesus Maria, that's yeah, yeah, Jesus Maria, whatever. She used to say that a lot, and she used to say, Ich liebe dich. Oh, yeah, you. I remember that one. So, yeah, you remember had... how she how she said foodla? Like, yeah, I say foodly, like your butt. Yeah, foodla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my grandma, I miss her. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. has, so but. Sweet. She was great. She was a character. She was a hoot. She'd been through a lot. She reminded me so much of my grandma too. She was like always so so carrying in. Yeah. Trying to stuff you with food, right? Oh yeah. Always. Yeah. Mine was the same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was always like I had my hair in my face when I was younger. I was always like like this. And she would always go like child i can't see you like i'm pulling my hair back like like this i always got a facelift it's like i can't see gotta your love, face. gotta love grandmas <laughs> i know so You're amazing so misha what's coming up for you what are your projects for the near future well uh i have a, a couple of things that are pretty exciting one i'm dropping down to flyweight as i mentioned and so i have a fight may 14th versus lauren murphy she's ranked number four in the world so that would be a pretty big win for me and uh i'm also going to be on celebrity big brother so that's i know that's pretty (laughs) great i don't know what i'm getting myself into honestly um yeah uh, will be, whew, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. Four weeks of, uh, potentially four weeks of isolation with, uh, you know, other celebrities locked into a house and it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And we get to watch. Yeah, you get to watch. It'll be on Paramount <laughs> Plus or CBS. Um, and what else? Um, I have my YouTube channel going as well. Uh, it's just Misha Tate, M-I-E-S-H-A-T-A-T-E and i don't know you guys can follow me on instagram and twitter and those things because i always have interesting things coming up or at least i think i like to think i'm interesting maybe you won't but give it a whirl (laughs) (laughs) well you're sure uh, inspiring i like that about you okay all right thank you thanks it's really nice really empowering thanks misha i appreciate it all righty talk later bye bye thank you I hope you liked this episode, guys. I hope you loved it as much as I loved making it. If you want to follow Misha on her socials, her social media accounts are at Misha Tate, M-I-E-S-H-A-T-A-T-E. On TikTok, she's Misha Tate 2.0. You know my socials by now, but uh, yeah, give it a follow. I'm at... It's up to you personal training on Instagram. I am Cats Coffee and Cats Coffee and Kickboxing on YouTube. And uh, what else do we have? Uh, LinkedIn. I'm Tanya Mater on LinkedIn. And I am It's Up to You, Tanya Mater on TikTok. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope I see you next time. And until then, stay motivated overcome your fears. I believe in you. You got this. Don't forget, you are stronger than you think.